Mm. A morning. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cheers. It's fucking hot. Some good toast. Mm. Mm. Did you read last night's? Yeah. It's pretty good, huh? Wow. You read this one too, right? Mm hmm. Did you, um. Mm hmm. That's the other one. This one? This is today's. Which one did you send me last night? That one, no? No. You sent me this one. I did? I read this one. Oh, it was this one. <laughs> right? Yeah, you gotta write 2019 on it. I didn't have the pen inside, so. Oh, that's okay. Just so we don't Let's reread it. Alright, so today is December 10th, 2019. This is Matthew 2, right 1 there. through 12. Don't stop at the stars. Hmm. Oh. Should be good. The Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah, during the king and during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Harold heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Harold called the Magi secretly and found out from the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they, have heard, after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Harold, they returned to their country by another route. Mm. It's a trip, huh? Yeah. Like, because King Harold secretly wanted to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. As I look, don't go back to the king. Go back to your living place, you know? Oh, pretty cool. This is so good. Mine is, too. It's, like, so crunchy. And chewy. Mm-hmm. See, this is the toast. Yeah. We should be eating with this. Mm. 
It's crazy. So they knew exactly where Jesus was going to be born. It, well, the town. That's a trip, isn't it? Because he called everybody up and they're like, yeah, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. I was like, what the? Like, how, how would they even know? Yeah, right? But it says in the Bible where he would be born. It says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Wow. Yeah, a prophet wrote that. That's true. Anyways, don't stop at the stars. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. The Magi persevered in their search for the king whose star they saw. God called them in a special way and in terms of what they knew. Through the appearance of the star, they were after all astrologers. Magi learned priests of their people. Their father, or their fatherland was Mesopotamia situated between the Euphrates and the Tigris, the old land of, of paradise from which Adam and Eve were expelled. Now they are following the star to worship and bring homage to the second Adam, just the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to reread that. Now they are following the star to worship and bring homage to the second Adam, Jesus, the Messiah. To them, the star was beginning of the light because they were still children of darkness. In obedience, they followed the star and God prepared for them a vision of what was previously unseen by human eyes, unheard by human ears, and unknown by heart of man. The stars enchanted them so that they could find the child. God indeed calls the search in many ways. God indeed calls and searches in many ways. He calls the wise men with the stars. He calls the shepherds with lovely choirs. God's love for sinners gives us stars to guide us and we thank God for these stars. But we may not remain standing in amazement before these stars. They are only the beginning of the path of salvation. We must proceed from the star to the word, from the word of God in nature to the word of God in scripture. Hmm. Do you get it? Kind of? Sort of? Not really at all? Huh? They are only the beginning of the path of salvation. We must proceed from the star to the word, from the word of God in nature to the word of God in scripture. Bethlehem, star, please also guide me to the Jesus child. Amen. Jesus child. Hmm. Speaking of child, I was talking to, um, where you go, co-worker? His, uh, his, his girl said, um, thank you for the, the bumbo. But, um, he was telling me that he was doing tummy time with the Aww. son. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you remember doing that? 
Oh my gosh, when he brought that up, I was like picturing Colby with his big old eyes and yeah, how he would like struggle, you know, like he would try to lift his little heavy head up. So crazy. <laughs> and he would just sit there crying <laughs> until he like rolled over, figured out how to roll over. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was thinking about that last night. And I even put this picture in the front. I was like, oh, I miss him. When he's out in the field, yeah, when he's went to go go, go pick strawberries. <laughs> Little bucket. Yeah. Dang, he was so tiny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's big now. Yep. He sure is. I just felt bad about last night. Why? Because he was, like, sad yesterday. Because, like, he turned the light off on Mariah, Mariah when she was taking a shower. Oh, time. and he thought you were yelling at him? Yeah. And then he, like, went to his room to cry. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? But I didn't, like, I didn't come for him or anything like that. It's okay. I give him a hug. I know, but I felt bad because then, you know, Rico's talking about Co- or his son. And he's talking about doing tummy time. And I was just, like, like remembering Cole. And then I, like... I thought of him as a child and he was a little baby and then I pictured him in his room crying and I was just like, man. I was like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about him all night. When I got oh. home, I gave him a big hug. He was like, he was standing, like, facing the other way. I just walked him home and squeezed him. Yeah, he woke up this morning to jump into bed with me. He said he had a bad dream. Oh. Mariah did too because she started crying, like, around before 7, 6.30 or something. Mm-hmm. And he went in there and checked on her. Oh, tummy time. Yeah, tummy time. Those are fun. I remember mm-hmm. him laying on the floor of my mom's, and Kiki was all like, <laughs> all into it, all running around him and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Ideals are like stars; we never reach them, but sailors. We set our course by them. But like sailors, we set our course by them. Cool. Carl Schurz. You know what's funny? Last night, this lady right here, mm-hmm. Corey Tin Boom. Did you read her quote, what she wrote? She wrote, we are not yet, we are not a post-war generation. We are a pre-peace generation. Jesus will come again. I know, he was talking about his coming. Yeah, but I wanted to, just out of curiosity, I wanted to see how old that woman was. She was born in like 1983. And she died. But it's like, I'm pretty sure he didn't come. <laughs> you know, like. But it's just like, man. It was very inspiring, but I wanted to see... Is she still... Alive. But no, she's, she's dead. And he didn't come. <laughs> Stay positive. The gift of the... La... Lamed. The gift of the Lamed. Day 162. teacher wait do you do you think that so no go ahead dude throw it out there go what's up that people believe in god just to give them hope really 
I don't know. Well, just, I mean, just you telling me that it's like. But it's it's true though. I mean, I wasn't trying to like discourage you or anything like that. But I know. But sometimes you wonder if he's like make believe or I don't know. Wow. No, I feel you. No, I feel you. It's, you know, it's you kinda, get those it's, moments it, where it's yeah, like, are I, you even there? No, no, that's 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 real talk, man. I mean, who doesn't go through that stuff? Like being on your deathbed. I don't know. It's just. Mm-hmm. They keep hearing, like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. He's coming. Well, I mean, they've been saying that for over, what, 2,000 I'm years just, now? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, that's why so much people probably lose hope because they're just like, is he really there? Is it? But the weird thing is, a lot of what's in the Bible hasn't been foretold when they started saying he's coming again so they got hope for the future but i'm pretty sure they don't they know it's not within their lifetime yeah i mean you got to look at the very last book of the bible it's the scariest one and the most one of the complex and hardest to understand the book of revelations yeah but then it's like i don't know so i think sometimes you just question it like things that happen in your life is it a coincidence or is it really god's hands in it you know and why do bad things happen why i know that but it's the teach a lesson maybe there's but why if you're god why would you want to do that i don't know how do you know he's not accusing what's happening to you for someone else's benefit like to show them like it's kind of hard to explain. But why does that person have to suffer? That's what I'm saying. For you to make others see. I don't... Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's why we have to keep reading. Yeah, because like the more we, the more we read, the more we understand, and the more we talk about it and break it down, like we understand it. Like we understand. Okay, so like, what I was thinking. Okay, so you remember when, Adam and Eve, they ate the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Basically, it told them what good and evil was. What if the Bible was like that? Think about it. It tells you what all your sins are and how to avoid them. And you need to avoid them. It tells you to stay away from it. And then it tells you all the good stuff. So you basically have knowledge of good and evil. Not a lot of people have that knowledge because they don't think what they do is bad. Like being judgmental and stuff like that. I mean, it's really hard, but I'm just saying, you know. Maybe there's just more to it. You just just have like so many questions. And that's why we're reading. This is, what, barely two years. Hmm. It's healthy, though. You need to you need to voice that kind of stuff. Because that goes through everybody's mind, hun. You know? 
pretty sure that's what goes through the parent's mind that's lost the child. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of you taking my child? Like, why? He was innocent. They were innocent. I don't know, but it's just... It could be simple things, too, that happens to you, you know? Well, I know, but that's the more... Or your bills, or... That's the more know, dramatic... Like, that's the more dramatic effect. Yeah. Bills, come on, that's that's very common. But someone losing a child, that'll break you down. That'll rip you apart. Or something happening in your life where it's like... I don't know. You have no control over it. I think that's why you gotta trust him. That's why they. That's why it says it's hard. You know, you know, faith is. It's not easy. It's. It's very hard. It's not a cakewalk. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. It's. It's. It's really hard. And then, like, when good things start happening, and then, like, you know, it's like a loss. You know. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and read. The gift of the Lamed teacher, I said. You told me that in Hebrew, the verb have doesn't really exist. Have doesn't really exist. So that you can't really have anything in these in this world. Wow. But then, there has to be a way around it. There has to be a way of speaking about one's possessions. The Bible uses the word have. In its translation, he replied, yes, but in the original, not really. So then, what does it say in the original that we translate to, uh, translate as to have? Instead of answering the question, he picked up a stick and began drawing a symbol in the sand. What is it? I asked. It's a lamed. He replied, the 12th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, it is from the Lamed that we get the letter L. In order to communicate what we understand as to have, you would use the Lamed. So to say I have or mine, you would use the Hebrew word Li to say he has or his you would use the word lo and to say you have or yours you would use the word lika ika but though you can't actually have in hebrew what you end up having is better than having the lamid means two so instead of saying i have you're actually saying it is to me to and instead of saying he has or his you're actually saying it is to him and in god you must live 
in accordance with the sacred tongue, that means you must give up the idea that you have in this world. But when you do that, when you give up your having, then something miraculous will happen. What? Everything becomes to you. When you have, then what which you have cannot be given to you. But when you don't have, when you cease to have, then that which you don't have is free to be given. When you give up the I have, it becomes to you. And when you take no good thing for granted, then every good thing becomes a gift given to you. Your means, your belongings, your friends, your loved ones, your talents, your time, your every day, every moment, every breath, your life itself, your salvation, they all become gifts of grace, blessings, and love. Give up your having to have, and everything in this world will become Ika, a blessing from God to you, the gift of the Lamed. Every good thing you have to look at as a gift. But we take it for granted, huh? Like this bread. Mmm. Don't worry, I got you. So the mission. Give up having. Take no good thing today for granted. Every blessing, even our life, and receive everything as a gift from God. Mm. Receive everything as a gift. I think we all just take that for granted. Second Corinthians six ten. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. This is Paul's hardship. Hardships. I'm just gonna read this little snippet. As God's co-worker, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now it is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put on stumbling blocks in anyone. We put no stumbling blocks in anyone's path, so that our ministry will not own, will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, 
and purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, and truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Though glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beating, beaten and not yet killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet always making many rich, having nothing yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak to my children. Open wide your hearts also. Man, that was good. That was Paul's hardship. Paul was a savage, huh? was Saul before you became Paul. You used to be a persecutor of Christians. This is Ephesians 5.20. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. James 1. 17. This is James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father to the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. That's it. So the divine, the divine non-possessive. Divine non-possessive. That's pretty good. Mine is? Yours? No, not so much. Oh. Ready? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we, um, we ask you to bless us all with, uh, with wisdom and uh, knowledge. There's a lot of answers we don't, or a lot of questions we don't know the answer to. And, um, Sometimes it's it's even hard to understand it if not explain it. Um, so uh, we're asking for a little help. So please bless us, Lord, and um, light our path. We love you. We believe in you and we have faith in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Our, our, your will, not ours. Thank mm -hmm. you.